Hello and welcome to Prince Track by Track. I am your host Darren and today we're going to be talking about Annie Christian from Controversy. It was recorded in the spring summer 1981 in the Kiowa Home Trail Studio with overdubs from the 14th to 23rd of August at Sunset Sound and the album itself was released on the 14th of October 1981. It is by himself just Prince on the track. Uh, there is nobody else. And it's worth noting that um, Prince actually played a show in 1980, two nights after John Lennon was killed. And he was about a mile and a half away from when Lennon was shot in New York. Um, so I'm guessing that's why this is kind of in the song a little bit. Joining me today to talk about the song is Michael Gormley. Hello, Michael. Hey, Darren. Uh, I should say the track is about four minutes twenty-one, um, but with controversy, particularly on this second, particularly on this second side, the tracks have a habit of running into each other. So uh, it could it could be anywhere from like four eighteen to about you know four twenty-three. Sure. So and uh, let's get straight into the song. I would say that this song is unlike anything else um, on this album. Um, you know, it's it's a really kind of strange, like downbeat. Um, I would say new wave song. That's the kind of it feels kind like of. a little bit experimental. I, I think in a later decades you might call it Casio core. It's kind of weird because it's just the the kind of um, very kind of it's in a very minor key. You've got the kind of like the downbeat synths. You've got a kind of very sparse sound to it. Uh, and there's a lot of Prince kind of singing, but also kind of chanting at himself, like yelling and stuff. It's just, it's a very, very odd song. Uh, <laughs> it's an it's an odd kind of four minutes. Yeah, just kind of flipping out of yeah. points. Prince starts, you know, talking about saying, you know, Annie Christian wanted to be number one, um, but her kingdom never comes, thy will be done. So there's a little bit of the kind of, you know, he'd used the Lord's Prayer in the title track from this album. So there's a little bit of kind of biblical stuff being kind of added to this song as well. And, you know, talking about um, how Annie Christian wanted to be a big star. So she moved to Atlanta and bought a blue car. Um, and then Prince saying she killed black children. Um, what's fair is fair. And I mean, this is kind of, you barely pass the first verse and it's very kind of like dark. Um, and Prince, you know, he talks about, you know, um, everybody say electric chair and then has has himself chant back electric chair. That's kind of such a, it's such a kind of odd kind of transition. If you, if you think about where you are on the album and, you know, what the previous track yeah. was and what the next track will be, <laughs> And you realize that you're going from this kind of weird, kind of upbeat, dancey song, and you're going to finish off with, you know, the most explicit song on the album. And in between them, you have this this kind of... <laughs> kind of nightmare track. <laughs> it is, yeah. And, and you know, it, it's kind of like, oddly enough, you, you have, um, you know, um, Prince saying <laughs> the chorus, which is Annie Christian, Annie Christ, yeah. until you're crucified, <laughs> I'll live my life in taxi cabs. Which is catchy, but at the same time, kind of an, an odd kind of sentiment. I actually wondered recently, like, is that supposed to be taxi driver? That's yeah. No, that's interesting. Yeah, I ha that hadn't even occurred to me. Well, I feel like in, on this song, he's like kind of mishmashing together a, a lot of different, you know, people at the time. Not all that I could name, but like, there's certainly, you know, John Lennon, and he mentions the person who shot Reagan. And... He's, it's weird because he's personifying the people, he's personifying the person who killed John Lennon and tried to kill Reagan. Oh. 
um, as a woman, which is odd because in both those cases it was men. Um, and in particular, obviously... All these examples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always men. And of course, when he does actually get into this kind of second verse where he's listing these these things, he does say, everybody say gun control. And then, of course, he has, you know, a prince replies to himself, gun control. Um, something which, you know, in 1981, you know, was not really anything that people were talking about. I don't think there were many people who were saying, yeah, people tried to shoot John, uh, you know, they killed John Lennon, tried to shoot the president, let's have more gun control. Well, I hope they did. I, I didn't research, you know, on mimeographs. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's, just say, let's just say that, you know, there was no significant kind of gun control legislation that came from um, those particular shootings. Um, <laughs> no, it was not stopped then and from there forward, no. <laughs> yeah. not, um, not here in America, at least. Just the chorus repeated a couple of times then. Um, you know, like we say, very kind of sparse. Um, there's a couple of kind of like keyboard things, you know, with the synths that kind of go on. I wouldn't call them a solo, uh, but there's just kind of little kind of interjections here and there. Um, and then Prince finishes by saying, liar, 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 got you in a jam. Put your head on the block. Somebody say abs cam. Um, now, <laughs> oddly enough, <laughs> the film American Hustle was based upon this real life um, sting operation, which was known as abs cam, which in itself is vaguely racist because it means um, Arab. I can't remember the rest of the initials, but oh. the first the first <laughs> two bits are certainly referring to um, like the Arab sting operation. Um, and... You know, the, the film American Hustle is not 100% accurate. Um, but, you know, this sting operation did take place and it did end up um, snaring quite a few um, people. The most famous being the um, the mayor of uh, Camden, New Jersey. Um, but there was there were some um, some uh, senators that were caught in it and a few members of the House who were also kind of caught up in it. I'm not sure why Prince is tying that into you know the previous things that he's talking about you know like he's 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 talking about the um you know the the murders of the summer of 79 through to 81 um of a number of you know afro-american children who were killed um in atlanta um so you know the, the kind of the the atlanta murders as they were apparently known um and obviously specifically john lennon and ronald reagan so I'm not quite sure why he then jumps to this FBI thing about corruption. <laughs> it's it's an odd little turn, but then the whole song is really kind of strange. Yeah, maybe he couldn't think of another murder at that point either. <laughs> <laughs> he he the thing is he'd already named like you know a series of 28 murders and then you know two more on top of that. I don't know that he needed to keep going, um, but he kind of does. Um, but yeah, so I mean it's an odd song. I think I've mentioned this on other songs. I think Prince kind of becoming famous uh, maybe the idea that someone would attempt to kill him hmm. was on his mind and and that's what maybe motivated the song um i don't know i'm not sure i'm not sure what your thoughts are on that it's certainly possible he's you know at times been a very paranoid and just wind or retreat into paisley park sort of person and he was also becoming more famous at this point so at this point he didn't have paisley park before <laughs> he you know he merely had it's a... but a dream in his mind <laughs> You know, he performed this song as part of the controversy tour, and he performed it, you know, um, into the into the kind of following year. Um, but after that, he basically stopped performing the song, uh, which I can understand because, as I've said before, you know, Prince obviously has a large back catalogue of songs. You know, when he's putting out an album a year, you're bound to kind of end up with some songs being overlooked. 
Um, but I'm wondering if by the time he got to like 1982, he's like, maybe he didn't feel this song anymore. Maybe it wasn't an accurate reflection of his thought. I mean, it's going to kind of splash the mood of any Prince concert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like, oh, we, we were dancing to 1999. That seemed fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, I guess it, I guess it would kind of bring the mood down at any show. So I, I, I'm guessing that after performing it a few times, he was like, Maybe let's not do this one anymore. I don't think it's like a terrible song. It's just one of these kind of... It's just kind of like an oddity. Almost like Ronnie Talk to Russia, which is also on this album. It's just a couple of these oddities that you feel that if Prince had a kind of a bigger budget and more time, maybe he would have come up with a few more tracks and he probably wouldn't have included these on the album. Um, Um, But, you know, I don't think it's a bad song by any stretch. I I prefer the songs on either side of it. I mean, also in a... A record that is, you know, quote-unquote about controversy, like, on the rest of it, he's sort of delving into the more, you know, (laughs) sexuality-based iterations of that. This feels like, on side B, it sort of starts segging into these darker forms of controversy. I was gonna say, yeah, I mean, I guess calling for gun control and, you know, asking that this fictional person be put on the electric chair... Uh, I guess those could be considered controversial views. I mean, they also seem to be diametrically opposed. You know, the idea of capital punishment, but also more gun control. Those seem to be at opposite ends of the political spectrum. So it's interesting that, you know, Prince is kind of calling out for that. And also, I'm not quite sure what his issue is with the with Abscam. I mean, well, I mean, this is a record um, with. Is he praising them? For- this record has like newspaper headlines on it, and there's a sense throughout it that some of these sentiments are being pulled directly from newspaper headlines. Yeah, I guess that does kind of fit with you know what is in the artwork. Uh, yeah, but uh, you know, I would say for me personally, I would say four out of five, and I think that's because I do, even though it is an odd song, I do enjoy the production. I think that kind of very sparse sound is it kind of calls back a little bit to Dirty Mind. Um, You know, everything on Controversy feels a little bit more polished than Dirty Mind was. So, uh, you know, and I I enjoy Dirty Mind and and the songs on that. So, you know, four out of five from me. Uh, I don't know what you Uh, feel, I'd probably say three out of five. Like, I I find it fine. Yeah. It's not my favorite track on on the album. I mean, I couldn't find any covers of it. Um, I'm guessing someone probably at some point has covered it, given that it's you know been out for almost 40 years. Um, but I couldn't find any notable covers anywhere. Uh, I guess it's an odd song to try and cover because it is very specifically of of like 1981. Mm. It, you know, the things that it's talking about are so kind of fixed that I think if you were to cover it, you'd either have to update it or change it to the point where it wouldn't be the same song anymore. Yeah, you have to find something in the modern day that rhymes with Abscam. Uh, okay so i think we've pretty much said as much as we can about this song so uh we can go to plugs is there anything that you wish to plug michael uh i'm on twitter at at mike gormley uh you can find us on uh facebook at prince track by track or you can find us on twitter at prince podcast or you can email us at prince track by track at gmail.com uh join us together tomorrow as we talk about jack you off and we finish off controversy with possibly the most controversial song on the album indeed and thanks for being my guest today michael thanks for having and otherwise goodbye